Hello there, my name is Rick. Ciao, I'm Millie. And this is episode 7. 7. Of season 4. 4. Of Yonks Ago. This is Yonks Ago coming into your ears. Now, what are Yonks? They're kind of like years. Just a father and a daughter who want to know all about some people from Yonks Ago. Interesting people who did interesting stuff, but about whom we don't know enough. So we're gonna dig deep and find it all out. Yonky doodlers know what we're all about. Yonks Ago! Hey, ho! Here we are. Back at it. How long has it been? It's been so long, Since Amelia. January. I feel Whoa. at least. Richard? Yeah, that's right. We're getting formal. That's full how much name. time has passed. <laughs> I feel like we're, we're older and more mature and we deserve yeah. our full names. Okay. This is Yonks Ago with Amelia and Richard uh, <laughs> just spitting history facts <laughs> right at you. Um, but look, we've, I mean, we've been busy, obviously. Um, Bro. We didn't just abandon the podcast. No. It's a passion project and we love it. <laughs> um, but the schedules don't align. Mate, because much. your life changed gears. Yeah. You've, you've gotten into adult mode in a very real and palpable true way. True, right. Working down Wait, at the... Wait, I just said true, right. Yeah, that's something that... We meant that to say true, right and true at the same time. I think it's a thing that could catch on. Yeah. That is true, right. <laughs> I mean, that could be the um, – most of our most of our um, facts on this podcast are true right. Oh, for sure. 100% true right. Yeah. Uh, you could fact check them. The internet might disagree, but the internet is wrong most yeah. of the time. You can't – like, don't believe the internet. That's like the first rule of yeah. the internet. You're going to believe some random Google page or this very informative, historically accurate podcast yeah. that is most of the time true right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so you've been working down the supermarket now. You got a yeah, proper job. Let's go! You I'm are, so rich. You are down there, um, just and is it? I can't remember. You used to have a favourite supermarket. You were either pro Coles or pro Woolies, but I, I can't remember I was, which. I was pro Coles. You were pro Coles. Yeah. Well, that's worked out very well for you. I know. You are flying the colours. Yeah. The red and white. Uh huh. The mighty red I just, and white. I don't know. I, th- I I always had like bad vibes against Woolies for some reason. She's anti Woolies. Uh, yeah. And if you two are anti-woolies, then you will find that hashtag relatable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah true right. Um, so, that has taken up a lot of your time, uh, yeah. obviously, and I'm always busy here, there and everywhere. Making moves, making plans. But you used to be reliably ensconced in your bedroom. Yeah. So, whenever I had a spare moment, I could go knock on the door. Have you got a, have you got yeah. a, half an, a cheeky half hour? Exactly. We'll, we'll knock out a podcast. Yeah. But these days when I go knock on the door, you're hardly ever there. <laughs> I mean, you're out and about. Well, whenever I'm here, you're not here That's what I'm well. saying. So it's like... Yeah. So it's like I'm not like always out. I no, am no, no. here. No, that's what I'm saying. But like, you were, when I'm here, you're not here. So yeah, like, I was always a, 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 a variable. I was yeah. always some, mostly not here, sometimes here. But yeah. I could rely on you yeah, yeah. being here when needed. Yeah, I was the dependent variable that's, and you were the independent variable. That is right. Uh, but that is no longer true right. Yeah, we're both independent now. That's right, <laughs> which has made it very difficult. Science. To, we need a spreadsheet. We need yeah. an availability spreadsheet and we need well, to plan ahead. We kind of do have one. The I mean, calendar on the, on, the, on the wall over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to have to start relying on it. I mean, you do. Out. You do look at it a fair bit. Yeah. I mean, I do. And I, so I should start yeah. really focusing on when are the times, when are the windows. Yeah. Well, when I chuck my availability up there, hmm? you should you chuck yours up and you should be like, oh, when it does it align? And you should put it in. Like, yeah. And I'll be like, oh, yeah. We good. Could, 
Yeah, yeah. You could like the podcast on the calendar. It's exactly so organized and so adult. I know. Uh, well, this could be the future of podcasting. It yeah. doesn't mean we're going to be able to do it any more regularly um, because our <laughs> yeah, exactly. But sti- it makes it like so more reliable. Yeah, I so reckon it'll be. It's in my head. Like I know this is the time, and I won't make plans. It's a whole new system. Yeah. of very organized people doing very organized things. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Uh, I look forward to it. Fingers crossed, it works out. Yeah. Um, because I've got to tell you. I really want to know uh, more about Joan of Arc. True. This season True, right. is really filling my boots with excitement. Yeah. <laughs> um, if this kind of logistical problems had come up during the Don Bradman era, uh, we might have just said, well, screw it. We've yeah. moved on. Yeah, yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. We'll, we'll never know what happened. Don't care, honestly. <laughs> um, I assume he played some cricket. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we might just have let it go. But the fact that we're deep into the Joan of Arc story arc. It's exciting. Oh, that nice. I know. It could have been cleverer. No, that- because I didn't realise... Joan of Story Arc. The Joan of Story Arc. <laughs> the story of Joan Arc. Mm, see, look, I'm struggling. Yeah. It's been a while since we podcasted. <laughs> um, so, lucky, season four. Lucky we got logistically yeah. problematic in season four and not season three. Yeah. Otherwise, it might have been the end of the Yonky Doodles. Exactly. <laughs> but as it is, we're going to soldier on and get even more organised than we've ever, be, ever exactly. been before. Exactly. But I've got to say, it has been some time. As you say, probably sometime in like, January. I feel like we had we've had longer hiatuses though. We had like a six month hiatus yeah, one time. <laughs> this one just felt longer because I'm so keen to find exactly. out what happens. Um, yeah. But I do need to do a recap um, of where we were at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously, Joan of Arc had teamed up with her new best friend, John of Alençon. John of Alençon. John of Alençon. Yeah, it John sounds, and John. It sounds um. Familiar. Yeah. John of Alençon yeah. was, um, I mean, they got teamed up. He's like a general high up in the army and they got teamed up and just got along like a house on oh, fire. true. Every, like they just, they, they finish each other's sandwiches. They <laughs> they understand what each other want to do. They're on the same page. Yeah. Um, in, a, in a military tactic kind of way. Yeah. Just a vibe. Yeah, yeah. So Joan and John of Alençon are working together to make things happen. Exactly. Um, they freed Orleans way back when. Uh, liberated that city, <laughs> and then they wanted to clear a path to Rims <laughs> so that our oh, man, our man Prince Chucky Jr., oh, Prince. could Sorry. become King Chucky Jr. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they're out there just clearing the path, trailblazing <laughs> yeah. like snow plows <laughs> through the desolate fields of uh, France, Whoa. just uh, harvesting Englishmen as they go. You've got metaphors and similes, Rick. Man, I've had some time to get poetic. <laughs> Uh, and so, and they just got out there fighting the good fight, clearing bridge towns. They got to secure the bridge towns, yeah, because you got to cross some bridges. Exactly, tactically important. <laughs> uh, and they look, they had some troubles. Joan kept getting, you know, Joan gets uh, at the forefront of every battle. She, she, mm. she tries to. <laughs> Sometimes they sneak off without her and start fighting battles, and Joan has to run up from behind yeah. and try to get involved. <laughs> But often she's up there climbing a ladder and someone will shoot her in the neck yeah. or throw a rock at her head and she'll fall off a ladder and everyone will go, Joan's dead. And then she'll go, nah, sucked in, still ready to go. Patch me up, send me back out there. Uh, and so they cleared all the – they got to the third and final bridge town. There was a little garrison of English holed up there, but there was a whole squadron of reinforcement English coming. Oh, dear. That, that, oh, yeah, yeah. That, that, that castle squadron didn't know about and I, they surrendered. I remember that. Um, and then – uh, they took that town, all was well, and I think that's where we rejoin our story. They were celebrating taking yeah. that town, but there is a squadron yeah, of yeah. Um, English led by another John, um, not John of Alençon. So many Johns, bro. It's, uh, we've called him 
uh, it's John Falstaff, Sir John Falstaff. We just John call Falstaff. him uh, Johnny F. Now we call him Sir Falstaff because yes. there's so many Johns. Yeah. And I think if you're not on Joan's side, you don't deserve a J. Yeah. Only there, there are lots of J's. Oh, in my J Mets. <laughs> I mean, Jeremy. I've lost yeah. I, I did name Jeremy, didn't I? Yeah. 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 So I probably could have. But Jay uh, and, was in my head, bro. And then standalone, didn't need a Jay because he's he's too cool for school. Bertrand de Poulanger. Yeah. <laughs> Bertrand de Poulanger. Bertrand de Poulanger. I, yeah. I, I never saw it before, <laughs> but it's so clear now. Oh. He snuck one in there. He snuck it in there. Well done, Sir Bertrand de Poulanger. Oh, I made him a sir. In fact, yeah, I'm knighting him. I think so. He deserved it for that <laughs> sneaky use of a J yeah. that was hiding in plain sight. Sir Bertrand de Poulin J. <laughs> well done, you. Um, and so we find the English army um, who came to reinforce their buddies and they just it just didn't happen. Rip. Um, so oh, where, so unaware of the English garrison's surrender on the 18th of June, the main English army... Uh, we're heading there. Then they got wind of it. Then they heard. Then they heard, oh, oh, back it up. Yeah, yeah. So they retreated towards Paris. They were like, we're out of here. Yeah, oh, yeah. we were coming to help. But if there's no one to help, yeah, why bother? Exactly. Go back to Paris where the food is good and the nightlife is, is <laughs> kicking. Mm, we love Paris. <laughs> um, so they uh, made a U-turn. Joan, of course, we know what Joan's like. She's like, should we sit and wait and see what happens or should we go get them? Yeah. You know the Chase answer. Chase him down. You know the answer. You know what Joan loves to do. Yeah. <laughs> Joan urged the Almanacs to pursue them. Let's get them. And the two armies clashed at the Battle of Pate. <laughs> it's Pate time. Uh, the Battle of Pate occurred later that day. Later that day they had a Pate. It was just a dance battle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think that's how Joan prefers to fight most of her battles. Yeah. <laughs> Jay Metz lays down a beat uh, with... Uh, Sir Bertrand de Poulon J, <laughs> making it unstoppably hypnotic, and uh, and they get down to a dance battle. I think so. The English, however, had prepared their forces to ambush the Almanac attack with hidden archers. So they've got a few dancers ready. The cardboard's laid down for yeah. the dance battle, yeah. but off, off to the side behind them, behind the bushes, some sneaky bow and arrow men. Oh dear! I mean, that's not how you dance battle. No, that's that's too sneaky for school. <laughs> If Joan doesn't get shot in the face with an arrow and survive, I'll be surprised. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the Almanac uh, forward forces detected. They could see them. Yeah. They were the worst <laughs> ambushes ever. Like when it comes to ambushes, they were just in a bush. Yeah. Um, but they it was a real small bush. Yeah. They're like, ambush has to happen in a bush. <laughs> There's this one very tiny bush. There's about 50 of us. <laughs> but if we just all squeeze into the bush, it'd be real quiet. Yeah, yeah. And they're in there, they're giggling. Yeah. They're like, shh, God, they'll never see us. Shh, we're going to get them. And they saw them straight away. Yeah. Uh, and a rout ensued that decimated the English army. Oh, see ya. <laughs> they copped heavy losses. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, they're all in a bush. Exactly. <laughs> they gathered. They're like, this is all or nothing. If they see us in this bush, which they absolutely will, yeah. we're dead meat. And they were dead meat. Uh, so Sir Falstaff escaped with a small band of soldiers, just his loyal squad. He just ran away. Yeah. Oh. He was at the back of the bush. <laughs> yeah, he's he like, I'm out of here. Yeah. I can hear absolute carnage at the front of the bush and I'm not interested in getting involved. Uh, so the, 
little tight squad of Team Falstaff yeah. got the hell out of there. Him, and, him and his merry men. Yeah. <laughs> um, but many of the English leaders were captured. Well, it's not like Joan to capture people. She normally mm. just absolutely slays yeah. them. She's feeling generous. Maybe it was John's idea. John, oh, so John, John of Valencia. Yeah, yeah. He's Valentin? feeling he, uh, John of Valencian. Uh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I remembered it rhymed. Yeah, one of us will get it right. One of us will get it true right eventually. Yeah. <laughs> um, Joan arrived at the battlefield too late to participate. <gasps> Where was she? Wait, so she wasn't even in there. She was not uh, at the forefront of the battle. Well, I think she was. She went to the dance battle. Oh, yeah. She yeah. thought that's where the battle was going to happen, yeah, yeah, to be yeah. fair. Yeah. And she, she didn't notice all the action at the bush till it was too late. Yeah. Um, so that's not on her. That's on the English being too sneaky yeah. and establishing a fake <laughs> battlefield for Joan to go to straight away. Um, but it must be pointed out that her encouragement to pursue the English had made the victory possible. So yeah. although she had gone to the wrong battlefield, uh, ready to dance up a storm, her military uh, desire to get to get at it. Yeah, yeah. To never never hold back was the very reason that they decimated the English uh, and right. find themselves in a very, very powerful position. Yeah. So after the, the destruction of the English army at Patay, <laughs> some Al- Almanac leaders argued for an invasion of English-held Normandy, which sounds like the sort of plan that... Um, Joan would be right on board with Yeah. Uh, so finally people are like, oh, we know what Joan's going to want to do, keep attacking. <laughs> we've secured this, we've secured the path to Rams, but uh, the English are right there in Normandy. Let's, go, let's, yeah. keep, let's keep at them. Let's go. Um, but for once they misread the, they misread the room. Joan uh, remained insistent that Prince Chucky Jr. must be crowned before any further action. They've cleared Fair the path enough. to Rams. Yeah, yeah. They're like, we did this so we could get that crown on Prince Chucky Jr.'s head. Yeah. Let's get it done. I'm not fighting anyone until we get this done. I think that is fair. Um, and so the Prince Chucky Jr. agreed. I mean, of course he did. He's like, <laughs> yeah, I could, I've been hanging for the crown since day dot. I'm sick of being Prince Chucky Jr. I want to be King Chucky Jr. forthwith. Exactly. No more mucking about. Uh, and so Prince Chucky Jr. and, and his army – left on the 29th of June to march on Rams <laughs> and the advance was nearly unopposed because yeah. guess who cleared the path? There's no one there. Yeah. Snowplow Joan and uh, John of Alençon had made the march very, very easy for all concerned. Um, the Burgundian-held town of Auxerre surrendered on the 3rd of July after three days of negotiations. <laughs> so I think Joan and John of Alençon had just cleared the bridge towns because yeah. they were the very important ones. Yeah. And they'd left the small little villages. They were like unimportant yeah. tactically. Yeah. Prince, Prince Chucky Jr. has got his own army that can sort that little nonsense out. And to be fair, those little villages, I'm imagining, didn't even know who was in control of them. Yeah. <laughs> Like <laughs> Prince Chucky Jr. turns up with his army and he's like, you are no longer Burgundian. And they're like, oh, were we Burgundian? <laughs> oh, we just, we didn't even know. We're just out here with the goats and uh, uh, we have a farmer's market every Sunday. They're like, uh, what's Burgundian? Yeah, Burgundian who now? Who are you? You're a, um, I mean, whatever. Whatever flag you want to put on our flagpole, fine. As we long just as don't, we don't have to do it. We don't want any trouble. Be on your way. Yeah. I think it was mostly what was happening on the march uh, yeah. to Rams. Um, the Bridgetowns, sure, they put up a fight, but everyone yeah. else doesn't even know what the hell's going on. Yeah. Um, so off they go, town by town. Um, 
with towns being returned to Armagnac allegiance so, without resistance, except for one Troy's <laughs> Troy's Bolton, no, <laughs> uh, which had a small, still had a small garrison of English and Burgundian forces in it. So oh, lame. they they were all aware, yeah, uh, and they tried to resist, um, and they had to call in Joan. They were like, "Well, we're getting Joan. Yeah. If you're not going to if you're not going to surrender without problems, <laughs> guess who we're bringing in? God's own, God's own." Mighty Joan. Yeah. Um, and it was after four days of negotiations uh, where they got nowhere, Joan ordered soldiers to fill the city's moat with wood. <laughs> She's like, I'm crazy. <laughs> you, your moat's full of water? Not anymore. <laughs> it's full of wet wood now. What are you going to do about it? Mate, I'm Joan of Arc. I'll do crazy stuff. <laughs> I'll, I'll be out here all day. Next, I'm going to fill it with pigs. Yeah. What are you going to do about it? You want a moat full of pigs? I'll do it. I'm not interested in your sensible moat nonsense. I'm Joan of Arc. What am I going to put in your moat next? We'll find out. Yeah. Or L- surrender. Like and subscribe. <laughs> like and subscribe. So she's just messing with their moat and that yeah. freaked them out and they surrendered. She's Easy like, as right, that, bro. We're done. We're done. <laughs> uh, so Troy's is on board. Troy's Bolton's on board. And then Rams <laughs> opened its gates on the 16th of July, 1429. Let's go. Uh, Prince Chucky Jr., Joan and the army entered in the evening. It's a bit of an evening entrance. <laughs> yeah. Nice lighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. A real vibe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, this is what they've been building to this whole time. And uh, Prince Chucky Jr.'s consecration uh, mm. slash coronation took place the following morning, uh, Joan was given a place of honour at the ceremony. Oh, let's go. And she announced that God's will had been fulfilled. Slay. End of Joan's um, mission chapter one. Yeah. Nailed it. After the consecration, the royal court negotiated a truce of 15 days with the Duke of Burgundy. Oh. Who promised he would try, fingers <laughs> crossed, to arrange... The transfer of Paris to the Armagnacs while continuing negotiations for a definitive <laughs> peace. So it's it's all good vibes. He's trying at the consecration. So the Armagnacs have cr- have crowned um, King Chucky Junior. Now King yeah. Chucky Junior. is on the throne as far as the Armagnacs are concerned. And your Duke of Burgundy's like, oh, I mean, that feels I pretty. Guess. That feels pretty certain. We'll do our best to like sort things out so that France can be united under yeah. the bloody king. <laughs> You're going to have Paris. We'll sort stuff out as long as I've still got some stuff going for me. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's talk the talk. Yeah. I'm, I'm willing to talk to sort it out so that we're all happy in French once more. Yeah. Right, we've got 15 days to make this happen. Uh, let's see what we can do. Um, at the end of the truce, the Duke of Burgundy reneged on his promise. Yeah. 15 days are over and they're like, so what's up? Uh, we, we France once more. I'm the king, you're the Duke of Burgundy and um, no more fighting? And Burgundy's like, nah, bruh. <laughs> I was joking. Yeah, that is not, that is not true, right? I just, I just wanted a 15-day holiday. Yeah, I've got to have yeah. 15 days, mate. I spent 15 days getting more army together. Yeah. You've, been, you've been living it up in rooms? Celebrating your cor- your consecration, I've been training a crack squad of assassins, <laughs> and they're fifteen days hungry now. They're ready to kill. So he's done them the dirty. Yeah, uh, as he always does. Yeah, Duke of Burgundy can't Don't trust, trust him. The enemy, bro. He's a dirty dog. <laughs> um, so Joan and uh, John of Alençon 
Besties. They favoured a quick march on Paris. Of course they did. They're like, bang, yeah. bang. Let's go. I've, I've sorted out the crown. Now it's back into war mode. Yeah. Mate, if someone wants to fight, I'll fight. <laughs> Have they got a moat? I'll chuck some bloody croissants in it. <laughs> what are they going to do about it? Make sure we carry a moat full of croissants with us in the wagon at all times yeah. so I can freak them out. Uh, so Joan and John of Alenson are like, let's go. But divisions in King Chucky's court uh, and continued peace negotiations with Bung- Burgundy Led to a slow advance. So oh dear. now that he's got the crown on his head, Charles King Chucky Jr. is a little less like, yeah, go, Joan. Uh, he's no. like, oh, should we though? Maybe I should. The maybe maybe another fifteen forming. days. Like, no. And now um, King Chucky Jr. has got his royal court around him, and some of them are saying, you know, oh, I don't know if Joan's like. He's going to war in Paris. The smartest thing. So he's getting a lot of advice. Yeah. Whereas everyone had a united goal. Get the crown on the head before, so yeah. it was all there wasn't much division. But now we're starting to find politics. I see. And uh, our King Chucky Jr. is not as motivated, yeah, for quick action as he was because he's achieved his goal. Yeah, he's like whatever. I mean, we could go to war. That oh, mm. <laughs> it's not as much fun when we're warring all the time. Um, so as the Almanac army. Um, Slowly approached Paris. So, so Joan and John of Alençon have headed towards Paris. Yeah. But it's not with the normal uh, lightning attack. Uh, yeah, yeah. Crack f- laser focus that they usually have. Uh, many of the towns along the way surrendered without a fight because, as I said, they don't care. <laughs> um, one of them allowed them to put croissants in the moat. <laughs> they had heaps of croissants. Um, on the 15th of August. Uh, hello. Oh, getting into military territory. <laughs> Uh, so it's like a month later after the consecration. Yep, so they've been marching slowly <laughs> towards Paris. Um, and then on the 15th of August, the English forces <laughs> under the Duke of Bedford <laughs> confronted the Armagnacs near Montpellier. <laughs> yeah. uh, they were in a fortified position that the Armagnac commanders thought was too strong to assault. Oh, they are dug in. <laughs> They got some trenches. They got some walls. Sheesh. No moats. What are we going? We can't yeah. throw. We can't throw anything anywhere. <laughs> They've got no idea. Um, so Joan rode out in front of the English positions. Wow! To try to provoke them to attack. She's like, well, if they're hiding behind their little fortresses, what if I, what if I just tease them? <laughs> what if I'm like, you suck? <laughs> uh, so she went out there and just roasted them. Yeah. For like three hours straight. Just got stuck in. She's bringing up personal, you know, history. Yeah. She's bringing up relatives. <laughs> uh, she's really mining their deep-seated anxieties. Yeah. She's giving it everything she can. Uh, she's just out there. And she's like, oh, I'm Joan. She's riding her hawk, her horse and a hawk. <laughs> she rode a hawk at one point just to see if that would rouse no, them from the, their hiding the, spot. The horse is a transformer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one time she rode a pig. Um, what are you going to do? She's like, and a croissant. And she's, she's, all the things they had to throw in moats, she started riding them <laughs> just to see if they could just come out, just to pique their yeah. curiosity. <laughs> um, uh, and they refused. They, re- they refused to come out. They were like, don't fall for it. Yeah. Lads, <laughs> she's trying to get us to come out of our hiding spot. I say we don't. And it worked. No. Uh, this resulted in a standoff. Um, the English retreated the following day. Oh, well, that's not so bad. Um, the Almanacs continued their advance 
and launched an assault on Paris. Well, I feel like that was kind of foolish of the English. They worked so hard to have their fortified position. Yeah. Joan tried to lure them out. They resisted. And they were like, hey, we won this battle, but let's get out of here. (laughs) I mean, surely that's as good as a win. Maybe a few guys were like... Got really insulted by yeah. the roasting and ran away. It was a slow burn roast. Yeah. It was a slow roasting. Like, oh, not m- much of us here. Mm. We better get out of here. I think that's what happened. They they survived the roasting during the day. Yeah. But then when they were lying down at night, it just like yeah, they yeah, got the yeah, night. Yeah. It was just like it was night playing terrorist. on their minds. Yeah. And it's like. Slept so, walked out of yeah, there. Yeah, like nightmares. And someone like, oh, I've got to get out of here. That was the worst <laughs> night's sleep I've ever had. <laughs> Couldn't stop thinking about those things she said about my dad. <laughs> For sure. Oh, and And the image of her riding a croissant <laughs> will stay with me forever. I can't cope. I've got to go back to Paris. <laughs> Everything's better in Paris. Uh, so, yeah, I think the roast did work. Yeah. Uh, just took longer than expected. Exactly. Uh, so, the Almanacs continued their advance and launched an assault on Paris on the 8th of September. Wow. During the fighting, Joan was wounded in the leg by a crossbow. She oh, got a crossbow right. to the leg. Classic Joan. I think. I'll tell you who that would have taken out. Who? Joe Joe Byrne is that his name? Uh, From the Kelly Gang. Oh yeah, Joe Byrne. Yeah. Oh, because he got he would have got it right in the, he, the in the that's how he proper got artery. Yeah. But Joan, I mean, she might have got it in the artery, but God went no. Nah, yeah. Healed. No, she's right. I don't think Joan feels like she's in a fight unless she gets a arrow somewhere <laughs> yeah. or a rock to the something. Exactly. Uh, just wakes her up. Yeah. Makes her hungry. <laughs> makes her angry. Uh, so they fell for that one. They shot Joan, so she's up for the fight now. Yeah. Um, so she remained in the trench as always. Yeah, she's fine, bro. They're like, quick, let's get Joan out of here. She's like, ah, uh, no, Joan does not leave the battlefield because of her crossbow <laughs> to the leg. Have you never fought with Joan? Uh, Chuck a band aid on it. Yep, she was uh, down there in the trench beneath the city walls until she was um, until she moved back after nightfall. She waited till the sun went down. Then she got out of there with the rest of the troops. The Almanacs had suffered 1,500 casualties. Oh, They'd that's take, a lot. Taken some hits. Most of them got shot in the leg and died. Yeah. <laughs> they can't hack it like Joan can. Uh, the following morning, King Chucky Jr. ordered an end to the assault. Bruh. Joan's not happy. Joan is displeased. Yeah. And she argued that the attack should continue. She and John of Alençon overnight had made fresh plans to attack Paris and they outlined it to the king. They're like, King, I understand what you're saying, but me and John of Alençon, check out these, check out the plans. Yeah. We're going to come here across the bridge. We're going to, mm, they are weak here. They've got yeah. a weak point here. They think we're going to attack here. We're coming around here. This plan will work. Yeah. I'm Joan of Arc. Have I ever let you down? No. Did I promise a crown on your head? Yes. Yeah. Do I promise that I will take Paris? Yes. Um, so her and John of Alençon are pleading. They've got the plans. Yeah. They've got the they've got the wherewithal. They've got the they've got the historical. They've got the record. Yeah. They're like, look at my record. <laughs> when do I lose? I don't lose. How many times have I been shot? Yeah. How many times have I died? Yeah. Um, all all of the indicators point to another Almanac victory. King Chucky Jr. Exactly. Don't get soft. Don't let the crown make you soft. <laughs> um, they're like. King Chucky Jr., trust us, this bridge is key to our plans and uh, you watch how this unfolds. Yeah. And uh, King Chucky Jr., though, 
hears what they're saying and destroys the bridge. Bruh. He orders his own garrison to destroy the bridge that is pivotal to Joan and John's plan so that they What's cannot. What's going on, buddy? Uh, he's like, I don't want you going in. I don't want you uh, attacking anymore. In fact, I'm destroying this pivotal bridge that you are so fond of trying to march across um, that approaches Paris and was necessary for the attack. And the Almanac army had to retreat. Bruh. So suddenly now he's got the crown on his head. He's no. He's no pro. He's not pro Joan no more. Lame. He doesn't trust her. And now after the defeat at Paris, so this goes down as a defeat because they had to walk away. Yeah. Uh, after the defeat at Paris, Joan's role in the French court diminished. Bruh. Her aggressive independence did not agree with the court's emphasis on finding diplomatic solutions with Burgundy. And her role in the defeat at Paris reduced the court's faith in her. She got sabotaged. So because uh, because King Chucky Jr. sabotaged her plan to win. Yeah. Now they're using that as evidence that she's not she's not all she's cracked up to be. Yeah. But we're like, if you let Joan be Joan, she would have won that fight for you. For sure. Um, so the politics are starting to become a war that I don't think Joan was equipped to deal with. Yeah. She can fight on the battlefield. Yeah. We know that. Easily. She can get shot with uh, real arrows time and time again and come back. Yeah. But can she suffer the political arrows that are being fired her way? She is sustaining some political boulders to the helmet that I don't think are going to be as easy to shake off because without the faith of King Chucky Jr. and his court, what's going to happen to our Joan of Arc? Exactly. Um, and I think that's where we have to leave it. How old is she still? Like, I mean, she's 16? probably 12. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, I'd say, politics? I think 16's about right. Yeah, yeah I won't. I, we'll do a little homework. I won't because it'll probably be what, Wait, four, four months before what we record the again. Year 1429. 1429, we're at now. Let I don't me, remember when she was born. I'm going to track it down now. Wasn't um, it like they didn't know? F- yeah, I mean, it was uh, pr- presumably around. Uh, 1412. So we're thinking she's about 17 years old. Now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's 17 years old because she was born around, uh, we don't know what date. No, that is, we've got, we don't even really know what year. She's yeah. 16, 17 years old. Yeah. And, um, and she has. So middle aged for the time. She sustained her first real defeat, but it was not one that would have come to her naturally. It was one that was forced upon her yeah. by those who were afraid of her power. It is Lame. the first. Uh, She's re- suddenly starting to realise that the real battle is against the patriarchy that does yeah. not want her to have all the power that she has amassed through sheer uh, skill and bravery. Yeah. God damn. <laughs> she got the crown on his head. Yeah. And now he's got no further use of her. Lame. King fucky Jr. <laughs> well, Whoa. I've gone a bit hard right at the end of the. I think deserved. Yeah, deserved. but uh, look, I won't lay that on us too often. This is a this is a. I mean, mostly a family podcast. Yeah, <laughs> but every now and then, when this when this king, this guy, he he wouldn't have the crown exactly. And who's he listening to she, now? She they, they would have gone to Paris straight away mm. if Joan didn't say, "No, nah, we gotta gotta crown this doofus." Oh, I am. I couldn't be more annoyed. Yeah. with this king. Uh, King not Schmucky. Surpri- I'll settle with King Schmucky Jr. I'm not surprised. Uh, as a as a as a word, that's his new name for me now. King Schmucky Jr. Yeah. Uh, shame on you. You've let everyone down. Uh, can Joan bounce back? 
It's going to be hard because mm. she's, she's not equipped to fight politics. She's not interested in this politic game. Exactly. She wants to get out there and mix it up in the real world. Oh, we'll have to find out if Joan can bounce back. She's still got Sir John of Alençon. Uh, she's got Jay Metz. She's, she's got, got the got gods Bert- on her side as well. She's got Sir Bertrand de Poole and Jay. Yeah, legend. Uh, and she's got the very god in heaven. Yeah. On on side, but will that be enough? Just politics be, is a dirty game. Yeah, a dirty game. Uh, we'll find out if Joan can bounce back in the very next episode. How many months from now? We don't know. We'll see if our <laughs> new uh, organized calendar based approach can make it more more often than months. Yes. Hopefully, mere weeks away. Woo! We will see you for the next episode of Yonks Ago. Thanks for your time. Oh, good.